Hello and welcome to In Pursuit of Purpose, where we focus on passion, purpose, and power. I am your host, Ariston CM. Thank you so much for joining me at 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday for my series, Repurpose 21, Lifestyle Changes for Transformation. Hello, 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 everybody. It is me, Arison CM, author and entrepreneur. And I am so excited that you have decided to join me today for Repurpose 21 Lifestyle Changes for Transformation. I do apologize. I was supposed to start earlier, but I had some serious new puppy issues. And so I am extremely late. So I do apologize. For those of you who are joining me for the first time, I um, typically do different series throughout the week and I have prayer on Fridays. I am streaming from Good Morning Care, a couple of different platforms, and I am recording for a podcast as well. For my podcast listeners, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can at Arison, um, CM. So let's go ahead and get started. So I hope everybody is having a new year, uh, a great new year's, a great start to their new year. Um, so good to see you, Kiara. So we are going to uh, be talking about transformation, 21 lifestyle changes that will help with true transformation. And so I wanted to talk about this because I think first and foremost, that is important because there are so many of us, Happy New Year, uh, that are not experiencing true change. And so we definitely have to talk about it. So I am going to go ahead and get started. Sorry about that. And hopefully you guys don't hear the puppy in the background. He's whimpering and making some noises and things like that. So he kind of really, really delayed me. So now I know uh, better, a little bit better how to plan. But I thought I had everything planned. And then at the last minute, you know, he wanted to yelp and go outside and just all kinds of things that I just didn't think would happen. So let's go ahead and get started. I have some notes on my um tablet as well as here. I don't want to leave anything out. We are going to take our time with this series because I think that we really have to dig deep in it. And the reason why we have to dig deep is because I feel like I have a purpose. I know that I have a purpose and my purpose is to help you all live a better life as well as myself. I know what we are called to do as a people of God. I know that um, when you walk with God, your life changes. I know that there are things that have to be in place in order for those changes to occur. And so I am God's chosen messenger. And so I am here to help you along in that process. And I have a duty and a responsibility to make sure that anyone that listens to me, anyone that is connected to me, I want them to experience that transformation, that growth, that life that I live with Christ, that joy, that peace, you know, experiencing God's power. I want everyone that I'm around or that's connected to me to live that life. And so I have an obligation to make sure that I'm being very thorough and I'm taking my time with um, helping you understand some things. Now, ultimately, the choice is going to be up to you because God gives us many chances to do things. He gives us many chances to get it right. But if we as an individual are rejecting the things of God, then we can't 
expect him to do much for us. And so it does require a willingness on your part if you really want to experience transformation, change in your life. I know that can be scary because you're walking in the element of the unknown and you don't know if you let everything go, your life that you've been so comfortable with all of these years, your mindset that you've been so comfortable with all of these years, you don't know what's going to happen if you let it all go. Let it all go for what? For who? To do what? To experience what? Okay. And that's where faith and trust in God comes in because that's the only way that he is going to be able to do anything in your life is if you let go of your present thoughts, ideas, ways of life, people, situations, all that stuff you have to let go in order for God to really begin that work. And that's not something that takes place overnight. For me, I think that I'm in year, what, 21, 22 of my walk with Christ. And I'm still, for in my eyes, I'm still nowhere because I know that it's so much more. But this has been a long time coming for me. I first accepted Christ when I was nine years old. And I lived for him. I loved him with every fiber of my being. You know, I went to church faithfully. I even read my Bible. I did all this at nine years old. I was always trying to condemn other people. I was, I would take holy oil to school and I would anoint my teacher's chair because she was mean. And I remember one time I got caught doing that and my teacher gave me a pink card and sent me to the office. Well, guess what? She sent me with the pink card. So I anointed the pink card and I slid it under the principal's desk. I mean, under his door, they never, ever called me down because I wasn't doing it to be showy. Nobody seen me, but she just happened to see me out the corner of her eye. She was outside of her classroom and I kind of went by and I was like, touched her chair like and did like this. And that's when she got me and on the pink car, she put that um, I was playing priest. And so I, I tried my hardest to live for God based on what I thought that he wanted. And I know that This is a reflection of who I am today because I started there, because I was faithful, I was obedient. I didn't understand everything, but I knew that there was a God in heaven and I was raised Pentecostal and I did not want to go to hell. And so I made sure that I served him with the best of my ability until I got about 16, I think. Then I started saying, okay, this is a little bit different life now. I don't know if the Lord is, is coming. I don't know if they what they're saying is quite true. And so that's when I started to kind of go down my own path. But it didn't take long before I found my way back to him in my early 20s. And everything was just like I had never left. So it definitely pays to serve God and just to have that peace in your life, in your mind, to know that you're traveling in the right direction, to have that discernment of knowing who to let in your life and who not to let in your life. All these things are, hi, uh, Sandra, how are you? Happy New Year to you too. All of these things are very necessary for a life with him. So let's go ahead and get started. Of course, I have at the top, all things start with God. And you guys know that. And maybe you haven't experienced that up until now. I don't know. But they all start with him. But unfortunately, we get bored. We get impatient. And we just do it ourselves only to find ourselves right back to square one. Okay, so we are going to be talking about changes for transformation real transformation deep on the inside okay so now repurpose i want to give you a definition of repurpose repurpose is to use something for a different purpose other than what it was originally intended modifying it to fit a new use basically recycling okay now we have to reflect on 2020 
It's important. Why is it important? It's important because that is what we are repurposing. We are repurposing our life. We are repurposing the things that happened in 2020. Reason why is because it's going to be very, very important and crucial to your next steps. Okay. Now, some of the things that I have down is why we are reflecting first and foremost, because you didn't experience true change. We have to discover why. If your life is in fact the same way and there has been little or no change, we have to figure out why. You know, what took place last year that caused you not to grow, that caused you not to change. Last year was very interesting for a lot of people. For some people, it was good. For some people, it was bad. For some people, they experienced trauma. For some people, they thought that they were strong, but they really weren't. Some people really didn't trust God. Some people just questioned who he was and why all of this. So there were a lot of emotions wrapped up in last year. And we need to take all of those things and we need to repurpose them because they are all valid. Okay. Second, you adjusted your aspirations to fit your situations. Why? So when we're talking about aspirations, things that you are trying to achieve, goals that you are trying to look forward to, you've adjusted those to fit your situation. Why did you do that? Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. So say that you were in a relationship and something happened. Maybe he or she left you. And so your first thought is, Okay, maybe I'm meant to be single. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I did something wrong. Okay, and so that's you adjusting your aspirations to fit your situation because it didn't work the way you thought it should work because you didn't get that that um, that end result. Then you automatically think, okay, it must be me. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve him. I don't deserve her. She's too good for me. I just heard someone say. They, it was a young lady and she does not have a boyfriend and she's in her early 20s. And one of her friends said, oh, I have a really nice guy to introduce you to. Well, the guy is some kind of model and he's like big time on Instagram. And the first thing out of her mouth is I don't want to meet him because I'm out of his. He's out of my league. I'm not good enough is what she said for him. And I said, why would you say that? And she said, well, look at him. Do you think that I'm good enough for him? I don't even look. We don't. Our, our looks aren't the same in his style and everything about him. She hadn't even met him, but she made that assumption. So she based her goal, basically her aspiration for a relationship based on what she thought. Hi, Adrian. How are you? Based on what she thought that could or could not happen between them. And how many times do we often do that? Another instance is our finances. We take our finances and maybe we lose a job or maybe we get fired unexpectedly and we say, well, dang, I, I need a job. I need something. I just need enough to pay my what bills or pay my bills and take care of my kids. I don't need a lot. I just need enough to do those things. Why are you adjusting your aspirations because of your present situation? Where is God in all of these things? Okay, so are you so small minded that you just think that that's what God has for you? A job that's just going to pay your bills and take care of your kids? I don't know about you, but if that's what God has for me, he can keep it. And I'm very serious because I don't want it. And he knows that I don't want it. And I'm not going to take it. You know, and I say it very passionately because I serve a great God and I've seen him do it in my own personal life before, 
And I've seen him do it in other people's life. I've seen him bless people who don't have no business, in my opinion, being blessed. Now, I'm not the judge and I can't say who should be blessed or not. But, but if you have these people who sell drugs and do all these scamming and all that, if they're prospering, why can't I prosper? No, absolutely not. So I expect more. So my aspirations, I'm not going to fit them to adjust my situation. I'm going to say, Lord, what's up? Like, this is, this is all? This is, this is what I get? No. Okay. Third, and most importantly, oh, no, no, no. I got to go back to depression because that, that's, a, that's a big one. So let me, let me go back up to adjusting aspirations to fit your situation. So let's talk about depression. There is a lot of depression in this world. There are people who are walking around with a defeated mentality year after year, life after life. Okay. But guess what they say? Well, you know, nothing good ever happens to me. I don't think that it's going to start. This is just the way I am. My mother was like this. My grandmother was like this. So it's just how it is. And it's okay. It's not okay because I have a Bible full of scriptures that says that God comes so that we can live a different life and not one that's down in depression and defeated every single day. And so when we walk around with these defeated mindsets, that is what is causing us not to transform, not to change because we can't even get it together. What God is and what God is not. Okay. So third and most important, you aren't living your life according to God's will. Guys, this is where it must start. Period. Point blank. There is no other way. If you are not living your life right, then it kind of voids out all of these things that God wants to do in your life. It voids out a lot of the blessings that he wants to give you because you want to not live your life right. And there are all kinds of sins and we're, we're going to dissect them and we'll talk about some throughout the week. Now, I have an important note, which with each generation, God's law Love and sovereignty is diminished because people reject it. And so an important question you have to ask yourself is how are you rejecting God's love, his law? Do you really have it in you? Do you feel it? If you don't feel it, if you don't see it on the outside of your life, then there's something that 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 you miss. There's transformation. Something that's not taking place in your life that should. What did Adrian say? People want God's blessing, but they don't want to be obedient and walk therein. Thank you very much, Adrian. And and Adrian is right. You want the blessing, but you don't want to do what it takes. Guys, it takes getting up. It takes spending time in the word, praying. Guys, I will be very transparent with you. I like reading a little bit, but not really. But when I get to reading in that Bible, I get sleepy. I get lost. I get impatient. All kinds of things. That is an area of mind that I am weak in. I don't like to read the Bible. I've been to seminary all these years. I've been to church all my life. I don't like to read the Bible, guys, because it's too much, especially when you start to talk about this one begot this one and this one. I don't want to read all of that. I don't want to read it all, okay? But I know that it's important. It's crucial for my spiritual growth. I know that if I don't have the word in me, then I can't properly tell it to you. Yes, God's spirit takes over and, and you, he, he tells me things and they just flow out of my mouth. But I have to have something on the inside or it's not going to flow properly. And so I make it an intention to do my Bible study. Now, how I started, they have a Bible app. And if you have a tablet, 
If you do the Bible app on your tablet, it has like many teachings. It only takes about maybe three minutes a day. I started there and then I started with the Psalms. I started with the Proverbs. And so, you know, now, right now I have a Bible that is, that is a chronological order. So it reads in the actual um, events, how they happen. And so I'm reading that one. Well, that one is just boggling my brain because now I'm reading things all out of order and you're not where I usually see them at. And so now I have to retrain my brain, which is good. But now I'm seeing things as they actually unfold. Well, I have, it's 365 days. So you have to read one each day. Guys, that is the hardest three pages for me to read. You hear me? Because it's three tiny little pages and I have to sit there and my mind be going all over the place. But it's important. And then after that, I have to pray. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you have to do things. It's a discipline. It's something that you have to do. And my life um, results in good things when I do what I'm supposed to do. My prayers, the things that I tell people, how I'm a blessing to other people, how I write these books. All this stuff is a product of me being obedient, saying, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Just show me how to do it. I might not like it, but I know I have to do it. Okay. So ask yourself that question. How are you rejecting it? Now, I have a little paragraph here about transformation. It's important to understand that in order to change, you have to experience transformation. Otherwise, it's behavior modification. Transformation begins in the heart. It is responsible for your emotions. The heart and brain works together to formulate responses based off prior situations and learned behaviors. That is a hefty sentence, but um, a paragraph. But if you really think about it, that's transformation begins in the heart. Think about your heart. Think about the things that hurt you, that affect you. That is what determines your output. So the head and the heart are working together. Oh, I'm sorry. It's some noise outside. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, guys. It's like a really annoying noise happening outside. I was just making sure it wasn't nothing important. Serious. So the head and the heart is connected and they work together. So the heart has these emotions. It signals to the brain. The brain learns it. The brain decides on what the output is. If it's too much stress or something that's no good, then the heart is going to signal to the brain. The brain is going to say, let's go into fight mode. Let's do this. So now all rationale is gone because an emotion started in your heart and it stirred up something. And now it's manifested through your whole body. Your palms are sweating. Your eyes go blurry. You see blood. All of these things happen and it all happens in the heart. So guess what? If our heart is not connected to the right source, then we are not going to really experience that. We're just going to experience, again, behavior modification. That's just me saying, okay, I won't do that again. But with no real desire or no real reason why. Okay, you said don't do it. I won't do it. Okay, I'll try to change it. It's not meaningful, okay? We have to come to repentance. That way, transformation will take place in your life. Now, true repentance it starts with the heart. It starts with honestly, sincerely being sorry for the things that you have done, the offenses that you know were not um, within God's will. And so when you come to a place where you actually are convicted and you actually know that, you know what, I have to change. This is not okay how I'm living. When you come with that sincerity, that is when God can begin to work in you, 
Okay. But until you have that, it's just going to be like a surface thing. You know how you go to church. Amen. Praise God. Preach, preach. And then you go home and you do the same stuff because it really haven't hit your heart. It really haven't affected you deep down on the inside. Take when you um, have a child or maybe a spouse or somebody who you respect and love. And they say, you know what? You did this to me and you really hurt me. You really hurt me. Well, guess what that does? That makes you feel bad inside. And you say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I would never try to hurt you on purpose. And you begin to feel that remorse. And out of that remorse, you begin to change. Okay? And you don't do that same behavior again. And that is the way transformation takes place. We have to come to God tired with a repentant heart saying, okay, Lord, I've done something and this is not right. And I'm so, so sorry. But you have to feel it first. You have to understand what you've done and how it's affected not only your life, but how it's affected God. Okay. Right here, the scripture, Romans 12 and 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will is. So he's saying in this scripture, once that transformation begins to take place, then something happens on you on the inside. Whether that desire that you had, now all of them may not disappear at once. Now, don't don't get me wrong. You may still have things that you battle with, and I promise that you will. We all have that one thing that keeps us from being perfect. But when that transformation takes place, less and less and less of that behavior occurs. I have a business partner right now, and he is doing a 30-day fast for men. And he's basically doing the fast to starve flesh. And so in this fast, you know, they have books that they have chosen to read. You know, they aren't talking to women, no masturbation, no kind of sexual encounters, no porn, no anything. Okay. But these guys recognize that, okay, I have a problem and we need God because we want God to do something extraordinary in our lives. And so we have to take that step. And so that's what they are doing now. And so he's got a pretty good response. And so every day, you know, he's just keeping in contact with them. They're meeting once a week, talking about, you know, the struggles that they're having. That is transformation. That is them knowing that I'm glad you found it too, Adrian. I don't know. Have you watched my lives before? I don't know if I've seen your name before. And so, um, that transformation that's beginning to take place because they know that they need to change. They know that something is not right. And for my business partner, he has some strongholds in his life and he has some things that that are keeping him from fully experiencing God in the way that he should. And because he recognized it, he said he feels bad. He said, I feel so bad inside because I know that I'm not living the life that God has for me and it's so much more and my business partner has a lot of influence he's a mentor to teens and he's in about 12 different schools and he has a a, a strong reach a, a far reach and so he knows that he feels bad so guess what he's coming to uh repentance oh okay cool adrian well i'm gonna be on here monday through thursday at 10 o'clock i just had dog problems this morning so at 10 a.m i will be on and then friday i do live community prayer that's when everyone comes on and we just pray about everything i just sit in prayer with you about your needs 
So that is what my business partner is doing. So we have to come to a place, guys, where we are truly repentant, where we know that we're not living our lives right. Because, guys, there are things in your life I know that you know that you're not living right, but you're expecting God to bless you. You are um, living in situations that um, you're not married, but you're living with another person. Okay, and you're uh, uh, having sex outside of marriage. And when God says that this is not what you're supposed to do, you know, um, some of you guys are indulging in uh, alcohol and drugs and things like that because you think you need them to sleep or because you are trying to escape from something. It's just helping you cope just a little bit. And that's just a few things. There's so many. I'm, I'm just pointing to like the bigger things. There's so many things that is sin. Disobedience is sin. There's a lot of things that sin, but you know that your life is not right and you're steadily wanting God to bless you and you're wondering why he's not blessing you. But if your life is not right, how can he bless you now in an instance where you're in a relationship and you're already living with somebody and you guys aren't married? Um, that's something you're not, I mean, I'm not saying that you can't change it, but you're not going to just pack, pack all of her stuff up or pack all of his stuff up and be like, okay, get out. No, you're not going to do that. But what that means is. Okay, honey, um, I love you. We've been together for a while and I, I want to live my life the right way. And so we have to make some adjustments. So what are we going to do about this? If we're going to continue our relationship, then we need to talk about marriage. If we are going to end our relationship, then we need to end it and you need to go. Okay, that's what that looks like. It takes time to get that process through. But if you are working towards it, God is the one watching you. I don't care because it's not my life. I care about your soul, of course, but it's not me judging you. It's what the Bible says, you know. There's a reason that I stayed married. Now, yeah, I'm on my third marriage. Absolutely. The third last time God got I got the right one this time. But because of my disobedience, is why I got myself in those situations, okay? I knew that I wasn't a person that could not be married because I was not going to be okay. I was not going to do the right thing. And so I said, Lord, you know, I'm, I just, I'm being honest and I'm being transparent because if I don't share my journey and if I'm not transparent with you, then you can't be helped. But I was one of those people. I wasn't promiscuous or anything like that, but I knew that I wasn't meant to not be married because I just wasn't going to listen to the rules, and so the Lord blessed me and I was able to, you know, get married time after time after time. <laughs> and it's not like I'm laughing at it because it's my own fault. Because God told me this, God told me that, but I, I chose not to listen. I was disobedient. So my sin got me three marriages and it messed with the lives of my children because of my disobedience. Okay. And I own that, you know, and I'm okay with that. But that is part of the repurposing process, taking everything that in this case met for bad and changing it into what? Good. So, yes, I had all those marriages. Yes, I had all those experiences and things in my life that wasn't quite right. But guess what God did? He repurposed it all and he put it in my book, The Courage to Dance Again, Finding Purpose in Your Pain. Okay, that is how you repurpose something, taking all these things, even though they were my fault, they had nothing to do with God because God spoke loud and clear a couple of times. But because my flesh wanted it, thank you, Adrian, because my flesh wanted it and I didn't want to listen and I got it myself. I know what to do. It cost me. 
but God still took it and repurposed it. And so that's what we have to do with our life. We have to take everything that happened last year or everything that happened over your last five years, 10 years, your lifetime. And we have to begin to what? Repurpose it. How are we going to repurpose it? With transformation. How are we going to get the transformation? By repentance. Okay. I have a scripture here. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. First John 1 and 9. He's here. That's that's his word. He says that he's going to forgive you. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you did. God doesn't care. You know, he loves you exactly for who you are. You don't have to come to him all spotless before he'll forgive you because he's going to clean you up. You just come and say, okay, Lord, this is all my mess. And you just throw it all on the floor and you just spill it all out. You know how you're carrying your suitcase and you're just dropping everything, go everywhere, just give it all to God because he's going to organize it. He's going to fold it. He's going to tuck it in. He's going to repack it and repurpose it so that he can use it for his good, for his glory. And then the last scripture that I have, well, I had a whole bunch of scriptures, but the last scripture I have on here is blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. Matthew five and six. So that is a part of transformation. When we experience transformation by repentance, then God begins to, to tug at our hearts. And it says right here, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. So that means out of that transformation, you're going to have a hunger. You're going to have a desire for the Lord. And guess what? He's going to feel that desire. Everything you need is going to be in him. Your peace, your restoration, your joy, um, your self-worth, everything that you've gone through, your security, everything is going to be wrapped up in him but we have to come to repentance in order for us to begin that transformation process in our lives and so i've given you a lot to think about i'm going to stop here because i believe that less is more but we are going to just talk about this throughout the week because it's very very important so this week focus on asking yourself why why isn't my life transforming what am i doing that is displeasing to god that is stopping his hand from moving in my life guys i don't want you walking around with a head full of stuff and mess and all weighed down because that stuff manifests in you physically and you begin to be tired and you're always down and you're doubtful and you're pessimistic and Oh my gosh, that's not what God wants for you guys. And so I am coming here because God wants you to know that there is life, but it's found in him. And so you have to begin to trust him with the things that you are going through with your mindsets, your habits, your relationships, your finances, your businesses, all these things. God wants to bless you because he wants to make them flourish. You have a business. He's planted something in your heart that he wants you to do, but there's something that's stopping his hand. So we got to get to the bottom of what's stopping his hand so that you can begin to produce that fruit. And again, that fruit is not limited. I'm not talking about stuff in the church. I'm talking about everything. God's purpose for people are going to look different. Maybe your purpose is to help other people start businesses. Maybe your purpose is to start a homeless shelter for pregnant teens. Whatever it is, God wants to bless it. He wants to bless you and enable you, give you the resources, give you everything you need to carry out his will for your life. But if you have things that are in the way, if you are not being obedient, if you are not coming to repentance, then he can't help you. Will you have to repent a couple times a week? You probably will. 
Every now and again, I have to, you know, I say some stuff in my head that I don't have any business doing. And I say, well, where'd that come from? You know, I get mad. And I'd be like, what the? But it don't come out my mouth. It just kind of like me in my head sometimes. Every now and again, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry, Lord. That's not who I am. But every now and again, that's what happens. You know, I um, I was at the uh, Grand Canyon with my friends a couple years ago. And my friends all know I don't cuss or anything like that. I try to live my life right. And um, there's a skywalk. And if you know the Grand Canyon, it's very, very deep. Well, the skywalk goes out in like, not the center of the canyon, because that's too far, but maybe a fourth of the way out. And the glass is clear. And so when you walk on it, you just see that big, huge drop. So I'm sitting there like, what's the big deal? It's just glass. I go to walk on that glass and I look down and I said, oh, and the S word came out of my mouth. And I was like, oh my gosh. And they all looked at me and they started laughing because they don't, they know I don't cuss. But guys, I'm telling you, it was definitely a S word moment. It might've been a, a different word moment, but that was the response because I was so outdone with being that far up and looking down. I thought I was going to just lose my whole life and pass out. And there were some people who couldn't do it. And I could not, I could not walk the whole thing because mind over matter did not work. I had to walk on a shaded area and I still had a problem, but I had to go around and get to the other side. So there are moments that we are not going to be perfect because we are flawed in so many ways. But the difference is when we have God in us, those occurrences are less and less and less. So that is all for today. So I'm going to end us with prayer and I will see you guys tomorrow. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for everything that you are doing in our lives, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for today. Lord, I'm asking, Lord, that you not only let it sink in the hearts and minds of the people who are watching, but also in my heart and mind, oh God, Lord, because we are all a work in progress. So, Father, I'm asking, Lord, that you would just touch each and every one of them viewing now, oh God. Bless their lives, Lord. You know where they need to change, oh God. And so, Father, I'm asking, Lord, that you would just allow them to see themselves, Lord, and to see what you want to do for them and the change that they need to make. Father, I ask, Lord, that you just bless my new friend, Adrian. I don't know where Adrian is at in life, but I'm asking, Lord, that you would just bless and that you will just show Adrian exactly what it is that you are wanting oh god lord i'm asking lord that your peace and your protection just rest upon all of us oh god and lord we just thank you for what you're going to do lord we thank you lord because this is a new year oh god lord we thank you because it is time for real change oh god lord because we desire to see who you really are and lord we ask all these things in your name we pray if you would like to know more about me, please visit my website, www.loveariston.com. You can also find me on social media, Facebook, Ariston CM, or Instagram and Twitter. I'm so Ariston. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to grow.